Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. She's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Bar Rescue, Season 8, Episode 3. Right, boy. Speaking of bar rescue, we are in our basement right now. Let me just describe this basement to everybody. This is this was my dad's project in the what the nineties, early two thousands, early two thousands. <laughs> All right, we've been here twenty six years. Nineteen ninety three is when you moved in here. Yeah. Okay, but this was his project, and he made a full blown bar in the back of the finished basement there's a pool table it's high tops it's got the chairs it's got all the liquor it's got everything and then our basement flooded a few years ago and you know geriatric hips didn't really allow him to get down here to fix it so our basement bar needs a good rescue we should call that guy (laughs) we should what's his name His name is John Taffert this episode is actually dedicated to Liz Slander Patreon member Liz Slander. Thank you, Liz. Liz, this episode's for you, Liz. We love you, Liz. It was perfect. You guys can um, tell us what shows to watch too by becoming a Patreon member. Patreon members are the ones who tell us what to watch. So become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Five bucks. Keep the podcast going. It's like a, that makes you feel real good about yourself, right? Yeah. The Patreon members are the only people who can tell Joe what to do. Now that, <laughs> that's worth more than five Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do Trust unless you're me. a Patreon member. Trust me. Um, but become a Patreon member. Five bucks. You can do things like tell us what shows to watch. You get tons of bonus content and we're happy to have you. And the Patreon's how we keep the podcast going. Patreon.com slash Jodombrowski. We'll see you there. Thank you kindly, Liz Slander, who made us watch Bar Rescue. And Liz, boy, was this not pertinent to today's pandemic issues? The pandy, yeah, this for sure. Was was interesting. So this is a bar in Las Vegas that well, actually. Hold on, tell them, in case you've never watched Bar Rescue. Okay, go ahead. The name says it all. Yeah. This guy with big eyes comes in. John Taffert. John Taffert. Is he somebody? Yeah, he's big in the bar and restaurant industry. Oh, really? Yeah, but he's doing the show for a long time. I don't know. Anyway, the premise of the <laughs> show is there's a bar. It's not doing great. Typically, they're on their last leg. They've been messing up. They're about to go into debt. They don't want to foreclose on their home and their bar. They don't want to go into bankruptcy. And John Tafford? They, yep, they contact Bar Rescue. and John Tafford comes on in and he rescues your bar. And he's kind of a hothead, sort of. Well, he's very tough. I mean, he knows what it takes to make a bar happen. He knows what customer service is supposed to be about. He knows about quality. And professionalism, and that's what he wants, and he wants nothing less. So if you're going to make it in the bar industry, you better be all those things. Can we start this by talking about John Tafford himself? I have something for the bonus on that. Is it? Does it have to do with his eyes? No, go ahead. Okay, his eyes are bugging out that head. <laughs> no, they're not that bad. They're bugging out of his head. And it, it, it just the way he looks, it's kind of like he looks at you in this very intense stare. He is intense. It, it. I'm watching the show and it's sending chills down my spine. I'm like, do you want to wear my skin as a coat? What's happening, John Taffer? <laughs> I didn't. He didn't come across like that to he me. He just has intense eyes. He must be sensitive. You know what he has? Huh. Hungry eyes. 
Jesus. First of all, everybody, this is early in the morning. And early um, in the morning, it's 11 a.m. That's for retirees. That's like, okay. Girl, get your shit together. I did a lot this morning before you even <laughs> get going on this. Anyway, yep, John Tafford. John Tafford. Anyway, can I tell what this episode's about? John Tafford also sounds like a used car salesman's name. John Tafford, nice to meet you. John Tafford's Toyota. Maybe. <laughs> Was Maybe. he? Okay, anyway. Anyway, this bar. Um, the episode that we watched. This episode we watched. The bar was saved in 2016. It's called Champagne's Campaign Bar. And it's a legendary bar in Las Vegas. And John Tafford went in and saved them back in 2016. 2016, yep. And they boosted their profits 40% in sales. Then in 2020, the pandemic hit. And put this bar back into the basement. And the problem was, and people can relate to this. I mean, the owner took his eyes off the ball with the bar because he went and got a job driving Uber or something in order to make some extra money Mm -hmm. and took his eyes off of what the bar needed to survive. And so it was just a train wreck. He had bartenders who didn't know how to mix drinks. They didn't know how to make the simplest cocktail. Who were the same bartenders who were there in 2016. I don't think so. Oh, did you watch the same episode as I me? I did. Why wouldn't they know how to make a simple drink? That's that's what we're saying. You know, there's one thing I have to say. Bartenders with big old long beards or even cooks. It's like, yuck. You think that's yuck? It's so yuck because I can feel there's hair falling out all no, over the place. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. That's what I feel. Don't tell me what I feel. It's like <laughs> not netting up your hair in the kitchen. Well, the bartenders don't net up their hair on their head. So why do they have to net up their hair on their but face? Because in the heads, it's more trimmed up, you know, neat, close cut, you know, kind of beards are nice. But these long things that go down to your chest, it's like, yeah, uh, if they worked for me, that thing would be trimmed up. Some people look at that and say, yeah, um, well, behind a bar, it just makes, I don't know if it's the nurse that seen makes me sick. These masks that people, you know how we had to wear masks during the pandemic. Yeah. I'm not sure if you remember the pandemic. Of 2021. Why don't you shut the hell up? <laughs> is your problem? I'm just checking. Of course. Well, I'm just doing a little. That was a little test to see what if are you we trying have to, to test? go to the hospital for what? For you and your aging brain. My aging brain is doing just fine, thank you. What's my name? What year? What year was I born? <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> okay. That I try to forget. Oh, t- <gasps> blasphemy. <laughs> Okay, anyway, these people with long beards, they're special masks that you wear that are like, they look like, I can only describe them as a pelican's beak where it covers your nose and mouth and then dips down and scoops your whole big beard up and then comes back down at your neck. That's nice. That it, I guess they're just a big mask. It looks like people, I, the first time I saw it, I was, I thought, I was like, does that man have a large beard? Oil growing around his chin, I and then not I was like, "No, it's for that. his beard." Yeah, I like that. I mean, cover it up or cut it down. Sure. Anyway, so there is no uniformity. They didn't know how to mix drinks. It was just a mess. They didn't know how to take care of customers. The kitchen there was none. Didn't have power, have. and the owner didn't know it. That's no, how he knew it. He yes, he did know he it. He said he didn't know it. Go back and listen. Let me roll the tape. You roll back the tape. I will roll back the tape. Because when they, remember, they sent mystery guests in there, which I do have to tell you about that. 
they sent mystery guests in there and they tried to order food and he's like, we don't have food. And she was like, why? And he's like, well, I don't have power in my kitchen. So bada boom, he knew. Can we talk about mystery guests? You know, mystery shoppers like at the mall. Yeah, I want to be one. Me too. In the restaurants. Oh my God, me too. How do you do that? And like theme parks and stuff. No, I just want to do restaurants. Not Disney World though. But like, I want to do restaurants, high-end shopping and like, excursions like a cruise i'd love well to- i'm sure you can fit that into your timetable into your day into i'm sure that you can schedule. get that done if i want to do it i want to do but i don't know how to get it going either if anyone has the hookup and can we can be like miss would you do it on a cruise i don't like the food on the cruise anyway no but the, <laughs> but that's a thing like we would be mystery cruise guests and we'd have to report back right on a, now it's because it's like, of- like being a uh um a spy but like a a regular spy well Molly Abraham is somebody big in Detroit. Who, who was is a, Molly? Molly Abraham. Abraham wrote for the Detroit Free Press, and um, what a job! She I, would just go in and miss, yeah, the big wait, high class ones she, to the Coney Islands. Is she the one who discovered there was an Italian restaurant somewhere in Detroit, and they were saying that it was veal, but it was actually pork? That was the old Fantinis. I know. What did it used to be called? But before it was Fantinis, it was oh, I forgot the name. But they were, yeah, they were serving pork instead of veal. And she, and she went in there and did her little undercover mystery she shopper. She did, she did. But anyway, so um, he brought, what he brought in is two things that were really important. A uh, mixologist, a professional mixologist to teach the bartenders how to make drinks and how to keep the glasses clean and all that. Oh, and that guy knew his stuff. He does know his stuff. I love watching mixologists. People really know how to run a bar and actually and he brought in a top chef from a las vegas hotel the bellagio was it it was the bellagio i want to say caesar's might have been caesar's but a big one yeah yeah and she came in and turned that kitchen around but not high-end big stuff just paninis paninis and stuff that's a bar right but made it really high class and was it so those are the two i thought so i wasn't impressed with the food if i'm being honest well you didn't eat it well you know, a panini isn't exactly impressive, That's Fran. one of the things she was showing them how to appropriately make, even to get a, a professional panini maker. They didn't have that. I mean, so let's start from the basics to get this bar going. So... But anyway, that's what it takes to get professional people in there, retrain, right? Any business training and orientation is the most important thing that you can do for your company and for the employees. Front, for front of the house and back of the house. Look, I sound like a restaurateur. Yeah. So they did a big, big thing on that. A more uniforms, mm. you know. But anyway, I thought oh, it was really because good. Because when, when John Tyford when he came in, he clocked the owner. He's like, you're behind the bar in a hoodie. Oh, Major. Well, I actually said that when I was watching the show before John oh, Tafford even said it. So unprofessional. It, it was just like it was. It was out of place like because a dive let bar me let me set this up for the listeners. Bar. The bar had a feel. It was very. 1940s, 50s. 50s, wise guy feel, really well, intricate. Well, used to hang out yeah, there. And, yeah, and they did it justice by the way that they, the wallpaper and the lighting and like everything. It was just like a really good feel in the bar, right? And it had that energy. And then you look behind the bar and he's like just in a hoodie. And I was like, that ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even at the bar. Now, one thing too, that they do on Bar Rescue, which are, have you like watched the show before yes, this? Oh, I mm-hmm. think this was probably the first episode that I fully watched. Oh, okay. So they do like a, a trial run where they like talk to everybody and they're like, hey, you got to get it together. And we're going to do like a test tonight. 
And John Tafford's like, we're going to put 12 people in here. We're going to see how you're doing. Right. What a setup that was, though. No, he wants to see where the problems are. But I think he made the problems worse for TV. Like, do you yeah, remember that very well be. one of the guests was like, oh, there's like dust on this wire. So what is it's directly over the bar. And John Taver's like, people don't want this dust in their drinks. And then he grabbed the wire, shook it and dust went everywhere. And I was like, John Tafford, you are setting these people up for success, for failure. And as teachers, we set them up for success, baby. But that is a big one with the health department and stuff. Oh, so if it's a big deal with the health department, you think we should grab a loose wire, shake it and allow the dust to go all over the place. Even if it is just a test, he could have just said to the owner behind the bar. And when you're done, you're going to dust this. Instead, he shook it vigorously. We'll, we'll use the word vigorous because it was a vigorous shake. And he made the bar dusty and it was only for television and to embarrass that poor man. Well, it's just part of the production value. He wouldn't watch it if he was going around like Cinderella being really sweet. And also the people who were that they like stocked in the bar, their expressions and stuff. It was kind of so canned. They looked like Sims characters. They're like, oh, what? I've been I, we were the first ones in here and I still don't have a drink. I came all the way here from Oklahoma. Like it was just staged well, a little too much for my liking. Okay, but it made its point. And then he went in, knew what he needed to do, knew where the problems were. and Who, turned John that, Tafford? Yep. John Tafford, John Tafford. Turn that around. He just turned that bar around. So Turn it around, upside down, with a big old frown, make it into a circus clown. <laughs> um, but he did a good job. I mean. Now, the other thing that bothered me, which it did bother John Tafford too. What's that part of the bar called? Like the lip? Yes. Where you're at the bar. And then there's like, I don't know, the lip, like where your elbows would go, I guess. Yes. And it was all like daddy, it was all not painted and the right. paint was chipped. Right. And he's like, that's like $2 a paint. It's an easy fix. Right. You can do it overnight and you right. haven't done it. See, daddy has it on our bar. I agree. You kind of rest your elbows there. You want to know a weird thing about Seattle? What? It's like, a, you know that like bar and drinking culture is so vastly different in every city that I go to when I'm on the road. Is it? I don't know. It very much is. So like a big example I can give you is if you're in Madison, Wisconsin and you order an old fashioned, an old fashioned is actually a mixed drink. It's not a cocktail. No shit. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And it's kind of no, like sweet. It is. No kidding. I'm saying to you, a, a, a traditional old fashioned is a cocktail. Is a cocktail. Not a mixed drink. Correct. But when you order it in Madison, it's a mixed drink. Oh, it's I got you what you're saying. Got him. Open your ears so you can hear me the first time. I don't have time. Get it together. Ezra, take that out. <laughs> anyway, so um, like those differences are all over the place. In Seattle. Is it that that there are differences in the, in the territory you're in or is it differences in bartenders who don't know how to make a drink? No, no, no. I, like that's the whole city of okay. Madison. And okay. it kind of in, uh, what is it? Is it Milwaukee or is it also Madison? I think it's also in Wisconsin. If you order a, a Bloody Mary, you get a little shot of beer to go oh, with it. Oh yeah. And they I have heard. like a name for that. Yes, that's here too. There's a couple bars here too. I forgot what the name of it is. A something. Because some, I was with dad and we had. They ask you, do you want a whatever? Yep. We were somewhere here in Michigan. And they're like, do you want a hot water? Yeah. And, here, here, and they delivered a shot. And we're of like, beer. Of beer with our, and it, it was a bar here in Michigan. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's like, well, dad's like, well, I can't make a shot. Go bad a beer. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, going, yuck. I didn't get it. That doesn't even go. I what they call it. But anyway, there's stuff like that all over the place. In Seattle, in bar culture, 
and this is even pre-pandemic, like I realized this right when I moved there. You know how when you go to the bar, you just crowd the bar and you weasel your way in until you flag down the bartender and you order your drink. Exactly. Seattle, they make lines. It drives me crazy. Lines? But yeah, there's like a straight up line. Oh, because they're trying to be nice. Is it nice? Because to me, it's friggin' annoying. I'm done annoying. with well, that. Well, people start pushing nice, around. Nice Seattle. No, I want to weasel my way up in the bar. I'm six foot three. I'm going to catch his eyes before you do. And I'm going to get my drink. And that's how I want it. Well, you want to be okay. But the lines, it's like, the, oh, we got a line. So everything's like fair or whatever. I'm just like, this is a bar. Let me crowd around the bar. I can make friends with the people next yeah, to me. That's true. Like we're drinking, we're having a good that's time. True. And also the line is annoying because then the line's going all the way to the door of the bar. It's and it's up like, space. Well, yeah. can I tell my 50th birthday story that dad surprised me with for my 50th birthday? Do I know this story? Yeah. Uh, sure. So we frequent this bar. It was called Fentini's. Oh, this is right? a cool story. And we met a lot of wonderful friends there. And on my bucket list, I always wanted to work behind a bar. Now, the premise of that is I'm not a big drinker. I'm a very, you know, lightweight drinker. I'm not a big drinker. I don't know how to mix drinks. I don't know anything, but I love the thought of being a bartender, the socialization, the mixing the drinks, the busy, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we socialized at this bar the hottest bartender, Andrew, hot, always took care of us. Best bartender I've ever had, along with a couple other gals that I knew that were really good. But anyway, one night Ron goes in there and he says to them, listen, I want to know if this bar, if you would take my wife on one night as a guest bartender and let her bartend for her 50th birthday. And Andrew says, Absolutely, Ron. No problem. We can figure that out. We'll do that. And this bar never did this before. And he said, um, so we're happy to do that. And I'm so sorry. What's the matter with her? And Ron says, nothing. She's just crazy. So anyway, he tells me. Oh, and yeah. I, and I think to myself, you, you he thought dying. I was dying. It's like, no, she's just not. <laughs> so anyway, I go in the night before. He has to tell me about it. I practice with um, the bartender with Andrew. He has it all set up knowing that I don't know how to mix drinks and I tell all my friends, I tell all these people, like, come on, just come on up. Not thinking who's going to come up. Well, Wednesday nights was not a busy place at the bar. That night, uh, guest bartending, we had three people deep at the bar. We were so busy. Because there are no lines. And no lines. Three people deep at the bar, making drinks. They wanted them all from me, so he would put stuff behind my back and have me mix and shake and whatever. The only thing I didn't take care of was the cash register because I, I hate that. But anyway, um, three people deep, a guy, uh, one of the patrons had a guitar, jumps on the um, bar, starts playing the guitar. The place was going friggin' wild. Start settling down about 11 o'clock. We had the best time and we made about $600 in tips that night, yeah. which I gave to Andrew because he worked his butt off. He was so wonderful and he was hot to look at. Oh, geez, Louise. Lemons, he was. Anyway. And, um, and I gave it to him as a gift and a thank you gift. And he turns around and gives mom and dad a gift certificate for dinner, which was so nice. So anyway, one of the best memories I ever had, uh, they wanted me to come back and get a bartender the following Wednesday. And I said, oh my God, no. I mean, it, it is a lot of work. When that bar was hopping, it's a lot of work. One of the things I want to say is, be good to your bartenders. If they're good and they're working hard, be good to them. Tip them well, especially now in the pandemic. And if you're not going to tip them, just subscribe to their OnlyFans. And, but, the, but the thing about it is she right now- I had no idea what that was. You Keep know, going. I don't care. Um, 
right now during the pandemic, people can't get enough help and they opened a hundred percent capacity, especially here in Michigan. And there is not enough help. And these people are working triple, double hard. So be patient, be kind until things get back to normal. And I love, I want to buy a shot in a beer bar. Oh, me too, mom. I, want I a kept bar. telling dad, I found it. And it got sold. I want a bar so Shot and beer. bad. Oh, I Nothing love a dive. Fancy. I love a dive. Dive bar. I love a dive. Burgers, you know what I love? grill, food. I love one of two things. I love a dive and I love a speakeasy. There's a speakeasy there, you know, over there off of tw- uh, Van Dyke at 26. Oh, no way. Really? Oh, yeah. Is it in somebody's basement? No. Oh, there's one. Kind of, sort of, but it's a speakeasy and it's called, and it's been around since Prohibition. There's one in Ferndale. that there's I, one in uh, Mount Clemens too. In Ferndale. I loved the one in Ferndale. And then I went there. Like when it first started, I was like so into it and it was really great. And then I went there like a year ago and I'm like, y'all need bar rescue. Like I'm about to call John <laughs> Tafford. Like their menu, like the their drink menus were crinkled and disgusting i was like you could have a dive bar but can it, it can be that this, clean but and this wasn't supposed to be a dive it was so humid in there you could like there was like um moisture oh, on the wind it was disgusting and, I was like, and everyone was like raving about it and then they did specialty holiday cocktails and they were straight up bad and i'm not going to say the name of this place because i'm not going to do you yeah, dirty like that especially don't. because you're from michigan and i love right. that about you however get it together i'm calling john tafford the end the other thing is dad loves this bar and Mount Clemens. Do you know that, what bar I'm talking about? No, but oh yeah. Um the this bar is in Mount Clemens and it's I'll tell you, it's called East Town, right? And what it is, it was around during Prohibition, and it's the basement of somebody's home. Mm-hmm. And you'd walk downstairs, you get the best burger you've ever eaten. They made fried bologna sandwiches. They don't do <gasps> Oh, you f- took me. They don't do French fries. They only do chips. And somebody still lives upstairs. Yeah. It's still the same stuff. That's and, you, great. and you read about all the stuff on the wall. One of dad's favorite places. And we go there when we're being weird. I would love a speak. We love going to bars. Either a speakeasy or a dive bar. One of the two. One of the two. I'm, I'm opening. Hilltop. Uh, but, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want. I would have to hire like a really good like staff because I can't. I just want it. I don't want to. No, you want a man- manager to manage that. Right. I mean, like Robert De Niro does the same thing, but with high-end restaurants. Oh, yeah. This is, you know, the hilltop over there on Van Dyke, it was a green building. Sure. It was a dive bar. And I would say to Ron for the last 30 years, I want that it. bar. I want that bar. I want that bar. <gasps> Wait, and man, they, they just work. sold it. Mm, damn. That would have been We could have nice. done it. We could have done it. Would have been great. Oh, I'd run that place like I, there's no tomorrow. When um when Zach and Justin were redoing Como's, I told them I was like, I'll give you ten thousand awesome dollars. I told them I'll give you ten thousand dollars to call it Mr. D's. And they're like, That's nowhere near enough. Exactly. <laughs> like, hey, no. Como's that, in Ferndale, you guys. Big, awesome. big mad shout out. Excellent pizza, fantastic Clean vibe, up. great patio. If you're ever in Ferndale, Michigan, nine mile in Woodward, you're gonna go to a show at Go Comedy, which is less than a block down. Right. Um, down nine mile. Right. And then you're going to go to Como's for pizza after and you're going to love it. And if people knew Como's before, this is all new oh, owners. Totally different. Took that place over, cleaned Flipped it. Flipped it, cleaned it. And cleaned it is gorgeous. Isn't it gorgeous? So not, their patio is awesome. Their this food is awesome. This is also not an ad. We're not getting paid. Not ad, they're we friends just, of ours. So. Yeah, they're friends of ours and we love it and it's great. I'm telling you, you got to try um, Como's. Okay, but I have to tell work. you one thing. What's that? Too. What's that? Um, do you know what a fraternal order of the Eagle is? Yes. That bar which one? Well, they're all over the country. Yeah. Do you know how it works? Not really. So Jeff, my tour manager, for those listening and aren't familiar, Jeff wants to be a member of this thing. So <laughs> you pay like a cheap. Ask, ask, um, ask your friends today. David and David? Ask Big David. About the Fraternal Order of the Eagle? 
Oh, I think it's the Fraternal Order of Police. Okay, go ahead. No, Fraternal Order of the Eagle. Okay. So you, um, you pay a membership fee and these bars are in every city, like they're all over the country and you basically pay your membership and then you go in there and drinks are like dirt cheap, like a dollar, right? But it's really <laughs> mostly like old veterans. Well, let me mouth something to you. I know no, no, nobody needs this. Okay. Nobody needs this. <laughs> yeah, you need a clean liver. Jeff, don't go in there. Jeff's like, we're going to go. I'm going to be a member. We can go in every city. We'll get drunk for $5 and then go to the bars that we really wanted to go to that are more expensive. And I'm like, Jeff, you have an alcohol problem. <laughs> well, we go, we went to the VFW on Van Dyke because Aunt Cindy's sister, Nancy used to work there. Right. Mm-hmm. And dad and I met her and, and Joel. About a month ago. No, it's not a VFW though. It's but, a totally but this was thing. a VFW. Mm-hmm. Just like that though, you walked in. It was like being in somebody's basement bar. Yeah. And it was during the pandemic, and they had we already. Would, would you like to eat a hamburger? Mm, we don't have any burgers. <laughs> chicken fingers. No yeah, chicken. Don't have chicken. You don't have chicken. Why don't you tell me what you do have, and we'll go from there. <laughs> we have a side salad that's made out of dandelions that we picked from the parking that's lot. That's right. But I'm telling you, it's a place that you can just sit around. Yeah. Not pretentious. Meet with your friends. It's like you're in your basement. It's so cool. I love it. I will say though, Jeff's on to something with the Fraternal Order of the Eagle. I I would I would probably do it. If I would, so they have a gay I would do it now. Fraternal Order of the Eagle? I, I don't ever want there to be a gay fraternal order of the eagle because it would, it, would be a little, it, would, it would probably turn hypersexual very fast. Yeah, no, yeah, right. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, just go oh, in and be God. you. Anyway, bar rescue. Let me ask you, are you gonna watch it again? I do, I will. Me I too. watch it with dad because we do kind of watch it. So yep, Liz I'd watch Slander, it with dad. Thanks for this one. Yeah, I love thanks. Thanks, I think I'm going to keep watching. It was fantastic and very engaging. And very it really timely. made me think about how much I actually do want a bar. Exactly. We'll have to look into that and let you guys know what we do. Anyway, remember, you can suggest shows to watch if you become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Only five bucks. We'll see you there. And until next time, we'll see you on Let's, Let's Watch, watch TV. TV in a bar. <laughs> in a bar. Bye, everybody. Bye.